Hello and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Marcus Fontura, Technical Fellow and Corporate Vice President at Microsoft, that works as the Chief Architect for Azure Compute and leads the Azure Efficiency Team, as well as Zuzu Ting, a software engineer in Azure Compute Efficiency that works on building machine learning systems to optimize the use of compute resources. We'll be talking about the power of internships and the impact that new in career engineers can have on projects for Microsoft Azure, including going from intern to full-time employee. I'm your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the founder of More Than Engineering, and I help engineers and technology professionals with leadership and career coaching to create meaningful careers and lives. And this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, brought to you by EMI, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Now it's time to jump into the main segment of our episode. So excited to have both of you, Marcus and Zuzu. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Hi. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. This is so exciting to have two of you. So Zuzu, I'd love for you to go first. And then Marcus, love to hear a little bit more about you and your own words, what your day-to-day looks like at Microsoft right now. So I'm Zuzu. I'm a software engineer. I work in Azure, specifically Azure Compute Efficiency. So I work in Marcus's organization. And what we do is build machine learning systems to optimize the use of compute resources. This is actually my first full-time job outside of college. I graduated in 2020. I studied computer science and statistics. So I've been at Microsoft for about a year and eight months and I've been loving it. For in terms of like day-to-day basis, what I do, I essentially just work with data, specifically coming up with ways to source data and in to improve Azure's efficiency. So that can involve like machine learning modeling. And sometimes it just involves getting data to the right place, like making sure you're collecting the right metrics and that it's going to a team where those metrics would be actionable. So yeah, a typical day I just I write and review code, design docs, and attend meetings and stuff. So That's me. How about you, Marcus? Hi, I'm Marcus. I have been in Microsoft for the last eight and a half years. And prior to that, I was in uh, the Bay Area working in several other companies in the area of search and advertising. I'm originally from Brazil, so I moved to the US like a long time ago uh, for grad school. And then with the intention of doing grad school and going back to to Brazil, but like uh, I decided to do a trial for a first job in the U.S. and for a, a year, and that year turned into more than 20 years now. For the last seven years, I've been working in Microsoft Azure, that is uh, the cloud-serving platform that we have at Microsoft. And um, I lead this team that the Zuzu is part of, that we call the efficiency group, like the cloud efficiency, where we look into resource management globally, like for Microsoft, like meaning like managing the data centers, the servers that run inside the data centers and how to use the resources to the fullest potential and uh, save costs for Microsoft, because this is a very large operation that we run in numbers of servers and data centers and buildings that you have around the world just to host the cloud. I do a lot of project reviews discussing both like tactical things, like projects that we're having uh, running production at this moment, 
and do a little bit of strategy as well, like things that uh, we are looking for the future, what are the new technologies that we should look at so that we should consider investing on. And looking at cross-company dependencies and planning so that we can make Azure both suitable for the rest of Microsoft and coordinate in, into major like, uh, dependencies that we might have. Excellent. Thank you both for being here. I'm excited to dive in a little bit more. And so, Marcus, I want to turn first to you and thinking about what you're doing with Azure and making cloud resources more available to the world. One of the things that I've sometimes heard is this idea of like democratizing computing. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you feel like Microsoft and Azure are part of that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's very near and dear to my heart because as we mentioned just now, like the cloud is a very expensive proposition for the cloud provider because you have to maintain all these data centers in different regions around the world. And inside the data centers, you have lots of servers. So like maintaining all these server farms is really expensive, both in terms of cost and in terms of sustainability to the world, right? So like we consume a lot of power and therefore like you might have heard of Microsoft commitments to being more a more sustainable cloud. So just managing these resources more efficiently is a super important undertaking that that is very crucial for us, for both for Microsoft to be successful, but also this idea of democratizing, right? So I really want to make the cloud available for everyone in the world, right? If you think about the overall mission for Microsoft is to empower every person in the world to be more productive. And this part of every person is super important to me. So we want everybody to be able to have an online presence. The way that we can do that is by really understanding the resources that we have, like the compute, the, the data centers, the power infrastructure, the cooling infrastructure that you have, and managing that at large scale in a very efficient way. A key part of that really is, is like also understanding the workloads that run in Microsoft Azure, so that the more we understand about the workloads, the more we can manage it in a more appropriate way. And that's where like Zuzu, for instance, comes in, like because she's in this project that using artificial intelligence AI to try to understand workloads. So maybe Zuzu, you want to comment a little bit about that and what you do? My main project right now is this workload intelligence project, which like Marcus said, is just about, you know, understanding the workloads in Azure better. So for me, that looks like getting the right data and making the right assumptions. And for us, it's like machine learning predictions for those data. Just as like a concrete example, I've done some modeling for predicting CPU usage of our machines. So that's kind of just like figuring out when the customer is using those machines more and when they're using them less. So I was able to use some of the things that I learned in school and my stats classes to do some time series forecasting. And that was really, really nice. And in the end, it's valuable to us because, you know, if we know a machine is is only used like nine to five during weekdays, then we can do maintenance on weekends. Or, you know, if we know that there's like a spike at 4 p.m. for some reason, then we can, you know, scale up the resources so that the customer has less of a chance to experience disruption to their workloads. At the end of the day, it's great because this ends up saving us like time and money in terms of making it more efficient, which then, you know, as part of democratizing compute makes it more affordable to others. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, those of us who use these cloud resources, whether the companies and that are behind some of the services that we use, 
or all the things that are available on the internet, we forget about all the resources that are behind that and how that needs to be set up from where that data comes from, how it gets stored, how it gets utilized, and how it gets delivered to us as the end consumers or someone who's in a company and utilizing some of these resources, whether in their IT infrastructure, so they can do their work more efficiently. So it's really interesting to kind of peel back the curtain, see what's behind there. So Zuzo, I want to go back to a little bit about your career progression. Like, how did you end up at Microsoft in the first place? You joined there right after college, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I joined Microsoft. I actually signed my return offer. So I actually interned at Microsoft for two summers while I was still in school. My first summer internship, I was on a front-end team in Azure. And then my second one, I was ended up being in Marcus's org, and that's how I met him and ended up coming back and everything. I had first heard about like the Microsoft internship experience through some of my classmates who had had like, you know, really positive experiences. They were like, oh, we get given good projects and there's really good like intern programming for us to meet each other and meet people outside of our teams. And I was like, oh, I want to be a part of that. I was drawn to the intern program and uh, decided to stay. So that's how I ended up as a full time. Yeah, I just wanted to make a, a comment here like that in my past life, I had interns in other companies and one of my interns a long time ago, she was raving so much about the Microsoft internship program and I almost felt like I feel bad that I'm already graduated. Like I, I wish I could go back on time and be an intern at Microsoft because it sounds so amazing. But for me, like, you know, like it's so much fun for us to connect with people that are in school right now and they come with a bunch of new ideas. And it's a great win-win like opportunity for us to have like people like Zuzu joining us and spending the summer and, and working on cool things. So I love it when it's intern season in Microsoft. So I'm curious, Zuzu, just like when you were in that process, obviously you had some friends that were pointing you there and said, hey, this is a great experience. They enjoyed that. But what were those things that you were really looking for out of an internship experience? And then certainly when you graduated, what was it that really drew you back and said, hey, I want to keep working at Microsoft instead of explore other options? That's a great question and something that I thought about a lot because there are really lots of places you can end up working when you're in tech. One thing that's really important for me is joining a company where you agree with the mission and values that that company holds. I think it's really important when you go to work every day, you know why you're there. You and your manager and their manager, you all have you know similar goals for what you want to provide to society. It makes it a much more authentic experience. It's much easier to be excited about it. The other thing that's really important to me and why I ended up choosing to go back to Microsoft is how the I really felt that the company and the people I was around really support uh, learning and growing. For themselves, like everyone around me was always trying to better themselves, but also like for you, just in terms of like connecting you to the right people, letting you, you know, do more than just go into work, code, you know, finish your project and go home. Yeah, I think it's really important to be somewhere like that. And Microsoft checked that box for me. Now, Marcus, I'm curious from your end, like we were talking a little bit about internships and the Microsoft internship experience. What do you think it is about that Microsoft does to create a great internship experience? And why do you think that's so important for engineering students to consider when they're looking at internship opportunities? Yeah, this is also a great question because I think like we do a great job on uh, empowering the interns to work on uh, 
really relevant projects. It's not that like the interns will come in and work on thing like on a job that nobody wants to do. We really spend a lot of time before the interns arrive and really thinking what are the relevant projects that you can assign that the interns will learn, we will learn from them. Not only like prescribing like this is the task that you have to do A to B, but like describing the general area and allowing the interns to be creative and come with their own perspective so that we can also learn from them. End result should be like something that is not that something that uh, was just the internship program, but like also will have some impact in, in Microsoft in long term. And a lot of the times you have interns that come and see the completely new area or the, the bootstrap, like uh, a new way of thinking, like for instance, Zuzu had background in time series analysis and we had that problem. And none of us had like the brush up on the stats, like as she did, like, so she came and right away provided a lot of value. So then that is really great, right? It's like we leveraging the skills from everyone. And then the interns also can feel that they are contributing in a big time, in a big way for Microsoft. The internship is almost like a parallel to dating because like for the interns, like they have like this experience of being there like for a few months and, and really saying like, oh, do I like working in this place? What is the life of the engineers that work here? Would I like to work with these people in the long run? Overall, it's like a great experience for everyone. Yeah, you get to figure yeah. out if you want it to be a long-term relationship, right? Yeah, I think even just since I interned twice, after my first internship, I really liked, you know, the company and the culture, but I was like, you know, this technically is not what I want to do in the long run, which was like front end work. I did like that whole like dating period where I met a bunch of different people across Microsoft. That's how I ended up finding Marcus's organization. Like that's where I want to go next summer. So it was, yeah, it's just like dating. <laughs> yeah, you had a number of first dates to consider what area you wanted to pursue further. And then the internship was a longer period. And then you decided to go full time after school, which is great. And obviously you did great work, which is why they also wanted to bring you back. And so I'm curious, like for you, Zuzu, like even during an internship, you know, it's just a few months or a few weeks. Like what are the things you felt like you gained through that experience? Not just, hey, you met some people. How do you feel like you were able to learn through that experience and grow as you went back into school and then forward now in your full-time career? A big thing was just in general, like what is a career in tech? We all know a lot like people in tech and tech is like a huge industry, but there are actually lots of roles. Like there's the engineering role, there's the manager role, data scientist, PM. And it was really great to go and do that internship in meetings with all these different types of people and learn, oh, like, so that's what you do. Like, these are the things that you prioritize. These are the meetings that you go to, because I had no idea when I was just a student. In fact, like I was like, want to work in tech? I just have to get good at writing code and then I'm all set. But Turns out that's not actually true. There are like way more skills that you need to kind of work on in order to be someone that's good to work with. Besides just technical skills, I was like, oh, I need to work on my communication skills. I need to work on my organization skills. So yeah, that's those are some things that I had to pick up when I interned. And so I want to switch gears here. And this is a switch gears in terms of our topic, because I know this is something that's really important to you. So I want to go to you, Marcus, first. Talking about your passion and involvement, like what do you do in terms of diversity and inclusion and how you try and build teams around that and make sure everyone feels valued and accepted inside of your teams? I think this is a really big focus for us. Like my organization is relatively large, like I have a lot of engineers and the problems that we work on are very complex. And this is a message that I always try to deliver to the team. 
you cannot do anything by yourself, right? Like you cannot solve Azure's problem, you cannot solve the world's problem. And we are much better if you do things together. But for you really to be able to do things together, you really need to trust and need to be able to collaborate and cooperate across teams. And even in Microsoft is so big, even across orgs. It's really hard to do that if you don't have people that feel that they can behave as themselves or act as themselves in, in the work and then they don't need to be in the closet about anything and then they can really come and feel that Microsoft is their home. And then we're going to win big when people feel that it's not what you are doing for Microsoft, but also what Microsoft is doing for you and allowing you to be the better version of yourself and, and interacting with others in the way you want to interact. So this is like really front and foremost for me, and uh, I think for a lot of leaders in Microsoft. I try to create an environment where like there is a lot of focus on community, really our work family. I, I am like my Latin background and like family is super important. So I try to replicate that at work too. Like for me, it's more than work. I, I try to really make sure that people feel that they are part of a community. And we do like little things like employee resource groups and talks and um when it's like Black History Month, we have like talks about that, how we build the African community at Microsoft and how from that community we're able to evolve and create the African Development Center that is very successful for us. So we have groups that I think Zuzu can comment that she's a part on uh, groups of women in tech that is re really important for us. Microsoft is really a, a good environment in that sense that it's not only a place that I want people to come and just uh, do their work and leave, right? It's more like a place that we can come to build the connections. And through these connections, we, one plus one, one will be three, right? Because we will do, be able to connect at a deeper level and do more together. But Zuzu, like, I'd love to hear your comments, like since you were new and your experience with the employee resource groups. I love those groups. I think they're great. Like things like women at Microsoft, you know, Asians at Microsoft, women in Azure. There are just, there's so many different communities that Microsoft has supported for us to get together and like learn from each other. We really get some great speakers who are just really inspiring. I've really benefited from these programs and I'm really grateful. Like I love to listen to like podcasts and read books in my free time. And sometimes we get like such engaging speakers at Microsoft. I'm like, oh, like I never would have heard this perspective if I hadn't been here in this group and they wouldn't have made that connection for me. At the end of the day, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great perk. And Zuzu, even though you're relatively new in your career, like what are some of the ways that you work on? Obviously, you're getting a lot from programs like this, but are there ways that you volunteer your time and trying to help others to participate, you know, like women in tech and other things like that? What are this, And how are those things able to benefit you even as you're giving and receiving in this way? Yeah, women in tech is very important to me. It's, and I think for anyone in tech, it's even if you're not a woman, it should be important to you. So I like to be part of, you know, women in tech programs, both, as I said, like in Microsoft, but also outside of Microsoft. I've been parts of those kind of cohorts and, you know, helped people connect and organize events where we go and meet, like go to different companies and learn what they do and stuff like that. I love these events because I can meet lots of role models among my peers and above me. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I could be a role model to somebody else. So I also like to tutor younger people. I've done some tutoring for, you know, young girls, getting them interested in STEM. Since it's so important to me to see representation, to see like, oh, you know, I can be like her. And she wants me to get to that position, to that level. 
it's something that we all have to be a part of is um, supporting women in tech. And I'm glad that you're recognizing that and not just like, hey, you can be a part of this and but also that you can give to this community and support. And that we can all be a part of that in various ways, no matter what our role is. And certainly you're at a place that a lot of people who are younger in their their lives or careers would look up to and be excited about. And so, you know, here you are even just sharing on this podcast, which is great as well for anyone who is here listening and benefiting from what you're sharing here. And so I'm curious also, like, let's back up a few years. Just thinking about like that first engineering internship that you got. We may have some listeners here who are students and who are trying to figure out, okay, how do I get that internship opportunity? What is it that you feel like you did at the very beginning to get that first opportunity at Microsoft that then opened up more doors? What would you share to those engineering students who are trying to figure out how they get opportunities like that? A big thing for me, especially when you're just a student, a big blocker was like, oh, am I good enough? Am I qualified for this? Like, oh, it's Microsoft. It's all these, you know, big, scary companies. Like you have to be so smart to get in. It took for me, you know, to go to those recruiting events and talk to the recruiters and realize like, they're not looking for geniuses. Like there are only so many. They're looking for people who are, you know, curious, who want to learn, who would be fun to work with. And if you have like a resume that reflects that, like, for example, you wanted to tutor women in tech, or, you know, you took these classes because you were interested in this part of tech. Like for me, like it was stats. I think if you can just come at it from a position of like, oh, curiosity, I want to go to Microsoft because I want to learn more about what they do, not I want to go to Microsoft because I think I'm the best coder and they're going to have to accept me. I think that would be my advice because I think that held me back a little bit when I was looking for internships. Would love your perspective as a leader and, and what you see from students and what you look for in students and internships and things, Marcus. The most important trait for me is like be curious and, and be open to listen from and learn. As I said, like I learned a lot from Zuzu, right? Like as like she came in and she knew a lot of stats and we are all like, I did my stats 20 years ago. I don't remember this. And she came and solved a lot of problems that were like hard for us to solve. And we made a lot of progress in very important problems. And so I think just to have like the growth mindset and that mentality that you can learn from anybody. And every time I go to a meeting, sometimes even if I'm the most senior person in that meeting, I, I go with the mentality that what can I learn from that person that is speaking now? I think a lot of our successful interns, they have that mentality. Like they will come not because they are good coders. Sometimes they are great coders, but it's more than that, right? They are willing to be part of a team and collaborate and learn and contribute and share ideas. This is where like we win. All of us win. Well, both of you, this has been such a fun conversation. I want to thank you for this. At this point, we're going to transition into the final segment, our Take Action Today segment of the show, where we'll get one final piece of actionable advice for our listeners. Welcome back to the Take Action Today segment of the show. We've had a fun conversation with Zuzu and Marcus. And Zuzu, I'm going to point this back to you. For our listeners here, what's this final piece of advice that you would suggest to them, as especially for our early career engineers, that they can do to take action on how they can start and grow their careers early on? One important piece is, you know, having this understanding that to succeed in tech, to belong in tech is more than just being the best coder. I think it involves a big 
part of you being curious about the space and do you want to get better at being a software engineer? Do you want to learn what's happening and do you want to help? An action item for the listeners today would be to find something, find a problem that you're curious about and just jump into it. Really like try to learn, you know, what's being done, what can you do? How would you want to solve it? And then look for a company that can help you solve that problem. Because in a lot of ways, companies also serve us. We're more than just their employees. So I think that would be something that I would encourage people to do, including myself. Well, thank you to both of you. This has been such a fun conversation to pull back the curtain on some of the things that you're doing in, in Microsoft, talk about the leadership and the early career engineer perspective here today. And thank you for all of your insights and comments you've been able to share. As we end off here, there are resources if people are interested in what you're doing at Microsoft and internships or full-time opportunities or other resources that Microsoft has to share. Where would you point them to? There is, of course, like the Microsoft Careers website. You can learn about internships and opportunities in Microsoft. If you are more interested in the tech that we talked about, like there is tons of talks and documents about Microsoft Azure. You can do a search using your favorite search engine. And you'll find some of those. And some papers that like uh, Zuzu, academic papers that Zuzu, myself, and others in the team have authored in some of the subjects, good initial references. And then, of course, like feel free to reach out to any of us. And we're always more than happy to engage and talk to people who are curious about this space and want to learn more. We also have a, a link if the listeners want to go. It's aka.ms slash Azure Voices to learn more about the careers and the, just the sites that Marcus was talking about. Excellent. Well, we'll make sure to include that in the show notes for anyone who wants to go grab that. But thank you again to both of you. Such a fun conversation and wish you both nothing but continued success. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in the episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books that we mentioned. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars also at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers who are struggling and need help taking the next career step, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.